ladies and gentlemen, men and women, in the words of David Jeremiah, men and women, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, that's the phrase I love the most. I really love that phrase. Pardon me. Family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International. This is a ministry that God led me to, an evangelistic ministry, that God led me to start back in 1983 when I got, uh, it was already started before I got out of the Air Force, but I got out of the Air Force in August of 1983, having spent four honorable years. And as soon as I got out, I ran across an evangelist by the name of Jimmy Johnst Johnston, I think his name was. And, uh, and uh, he helped me to get things set up for the evangelistic ministry. And... Uh, And a long time ago, and uh, he was young like I, I was, and, and so we did similar type of preaching across the country and around the globe from that point, for there was no coronavirus at that time, thank God. Um, and so I guess the ministry is, is approaching 40 years. The the uh, the ministry proper. I was preaching four years before that, uh, but the but this particular organization, Gospel Light, we added the society a little bit later. Uh, Ministries International. Anyway, we're with today. We're doing the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening, a true devotional book, and I believe the greatest of all time. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 598. Daniqua, I know you're busy. Daniel Ezekiel, I know you're busy. Danielle, I know you're busy, but especially Daniqua. Uh, let's get ready for number 600. All of these milestones are miracles, and we want to thank God for these milestones. Uh, for Daniqua, my daughter Daniqua, Grace White, she's the one who's done all almost 600 devotionals. She put them together in podcast form. 600. Uh, what a milestone. We give God the glory. 
praise and honor. And uh, we don't even do these, this podcast every day. We used to, but we added some other devotional materials and mixed it in together. And, uh, and, and we go like that. Today, Dr. Spurgeon chose Ruth, chapter 2, verse 3. And uh, she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field, belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Her hap was, yes, it seemed nothing but an accident, but how divinely was it overruled. Ruth had gone forth with her mother's blessing under the care of her mother's God uh, to humble but honorable toil and the providence of God was guiding her every step. Glory be to God, all things work together for the good. I told you, this is not planned. Things we be doing around here, there's not, they're not planned. God, yesterday was not planned. I preached on the family and how the family and friends and neighbors and cousins persecute the prophet in the family. Yesterday, early afternoon, yesterday morning, early afternoon, came back and preached uh, a message dealing with that passage last night. That's all God. I have nothing to do with that. Little did she know that amid the sheaves she would find a husband. Go ahead, Ruth. See, all things work together for the good. You just need to follow the God of Israel, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And God will lead you and guide you in some of the strangest ways, man some of the strangest ways and lead you right where you need to be. That he should make her the joint owner of all those broad acres and that she, a poor foreigner, should become one of the progenitors of the great Messiah Jesus Christ, somebody ought to say amen right where you are. God is very good to those who trust in him. God is, let me say that again, from Spurgeon. God is very good to those who trust in him and follow him. That is a fact. And every true born again child of God knows that to be true. Not just Ruth. Every last saint of God knows it. David knew it. And often surprises them with unlooked for blessings. 
Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead, Doc. All kind of blessings. Oftentimes, God will surprise his children with unlooked-for blessings. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Little do we know what may happen to us tomorrow, but this sweet fact may cheer us that no good thing shall be withheld from us. Glory be to God in the name of Jesus and because of Jesus. And don't you ever forget that. Chance is banished from the faith of Christians, for they see the hand of God in everything, in everything. All things work together for the good, I told you. You say, preacher, your bad marriage to your uh, Jamaican wife and all of the things that you have had to uh, go through, you all that work together for the good, yes. You say, preacher, how? I really don't know how all of the time, but I know God has blessed me. And uh, she may not have enjoyed the marriage as she should have because of her rebelliousness and disobedience and pride, but I sure have. I wouldn't trade my man life for nothing. Because, see, I understand my authority under God, and I get what I want out of the marriage, and I have gotten what I want out of the marriage. I ain't never been wanting for nothing. And I, and I want you all to understand, too, when I preach on the home and family and how why uh, I get on women and stuff like that, I've never had any problem with women, personally. I've never had any problem with women, and, and women have been very good to me. Better to me than I've been to myself. Better than what I deserve, let me put it that way. That's a fact. Okay, so I, I, I've never been hurt by a woman. I, I have never been uh, dumped by a woman. None of that kind of stuff like that. I don't even understand what these guys be crying and boo about. I've never had that experience. All I do know, my mother did not know what she was doing to her sons by a ruling over their daddy and manipulating him and controlling him and dominating him and doing other evil things. Because I saw that and I sensed that and I felt that. And, uh, and, and, and that, that had an impact on me. <laughs> she didn't know. Now, God has a lot to do with all of that, too, now. Because he, God had a calling on my life. I didn't know that then. And, and one of the things he called me to do, this is nothing new to me that you're hearing. You think it's new because you're hearing it for the first time. Uh, I've been preaching this for over 40 years. What the Bible says about the home. And God showed me that there is a problem. The problem in the home is that it is out of order. And for years, husbands have allowed their wives to control them, dominate them, manipulate them. And it disrupted and, destroy, and it destroyed many, many families and children. Because it is not done by divine order. Now, I told you the other night, if Dr. T.D. Jakes of... of, 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 of uh, 
woman thou art lose fame. Pardon me, says there, there's a problem. There's a problem. Dr. Tony Evans, one of those loving, uh, nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. We'll treat you like your own, like 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 uh, your family. And he, he's, if he says there's a problem, buddy, there's a problem. Now, because he he's not looking for any trouble. Somebody might be able to say about me, I'm looking for trouble, but I, he's not even looking for any trouble. He just he just want, he's just teaching the Bible, but he has identified this as a problem. And he is a real theologian with an earned doctorate. And if, if he's saying there's a problem, there's a problem. He, they, these men are trying to correct a problem in the home. See, because if they don't, listen, if you don't get that problem solved, the church is done in America as we know it. God has his remnant. I'm not talking about the remnant. I'm not, I'm not talking about the 7,000. I'm not talking about the faithful few. God's church will survive. I'm just saying the church as you know it is going bye-bye. And that issue has helped to gnaw away at it like termites to a house. You can like that or not. Don't make any difference. No, they, 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 these dear men are very loving men. They have a pastor's hearts. They're going to say it differently than me. I'm going to say it a little bit rougher. Because some of you Negroes do not, white or black, you don't understand that nice, loving talk. See, you don't understand it. And you, and, and you still get mad at them. You still get mad at them. And I told you, that you don't need to get mad at them. You don't get mad at somebody, get mad at me. I can take it. And they, they can take it too, but they don't want to take it. They want to be loved like everybody else, all the other pastors. They're loving pastors. But they are not going to compromise for you. Because they fear God. See, they're pastors I don't worry about because I know they fear God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know they, they learn to fear God. They have learned to trust God and obey God. I don't worry about people who are like that. They, I, I don't care what you try to give them, what you try to do. They not because uh, they know what God can do to them, and that's a fact. Anyway, Spurgeon continues: the trivial events of today or tomorrow may involve consequences of the highest importance. O Lord, deal as graciously with thy servants as thou didst with Ruth. How blessed would it be if in wandering in the field of meditation tonight, our hap, 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 go ahead, Spurgeon, should be to light upon the place where our next kinsman will reveal himself to us. O Spirit of God, guide us to him. We would 
sooner glean in his field than bear away the whole harvest from any other, or for the footsteps of his flock, which may conduct us to the green pastures where he dwells. This is a weary world when Jesus is away. We could better do without sun and moon than without him. But how divinely fair all things become in the glory of his presence. Our souls know the virtue which dwells in Jesus and can never be content without him. We will wait in prayer this night until our hap, our hap, our hap, shall be to light on a part of the field belonging to Jesus, wherein he will manifest himself to us. Glory be to God. Amen. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your holy word, and thank you, Lord, for another uh, deep devotional based upon your holy word from your servant he being dead yet speaketh Charles Haddon Spurgeon we give you the glory praise and honor for all of it is due your name in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake amen if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior as he did Here's how you can be saved from the hell to come and walk with the Lord morning and evening in this life until you go to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty. There is a punishment for sin, always. The Holy Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never trusted, if you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never received his free gift of salvation, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to save us from that awful place so that we can go to heaven when we die. Jesus Christ said in one sermon in Matthew 18.8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. 
Also the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and uh, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, hell is bad news, dear friend. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell when you die. You can go to heaven. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins, he suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins and for mine. And for everybody in the world, he was buried, and he rose from the dead by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you want to trust Christ as your Savior today so that you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven when you die, pray this simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me was buried and rose on the third day. I do believe with all of my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you 
in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.